This week on Erotic Awakening, mixing power exchange and polyamory, random sex questions, and fear of kink. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As as well as as simply simply fun fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. This week on the podcast, we have a variety of things to talk about, but I want to start off by asking you, how you feeling? Well, hello, Ginger the Polly Puppy. <laughs> you can always hear her uh, little collar jingle, so how am I doing after surgery? Yes, um, we've, uh, recently we've been talking about you've mm-hmm. just gone through some major surgery. We've got right. a couple of updates. You feel a little out of breath today. I am out of breath today. I'm cold and I'm hot, and I think I overdid it yesterday. So we're at about um, four and a half weeks healing. Mm-hmm. So, And I can see why the doctor laughed at me when I said I wanted to go back to work at four weeks. Mm-hmm. So not, not a possibility at this point. So just walking at the movies wore me out. And then I finally got back to the space last night because... I'm going batshit crazy at home. So I went to the space, was there for three hours, barely did any walking, kind of like set up a spot on the couch in the social room and let people come to me, and it still wiped me out. So I've been sleeping. Last night I slept, I don't know, nine and a half hours. I've had two naps today already. It's, what, six o'clock? So, yeah, very tired. Hmm. Very tired. So, but my sleep schedule has been funky anyway. One day I'll wake up at 7 a.m. and at midnight I'm still not tired and haven't had a nap. And then there's days like today where I just want to sleep all day. Well, I can tell how sick you are because for the first couple of weeks after surgery, I uh, simply did not bring up sex whatsoever. Right. And in the last uh, couple of days, the doctor said it's okay for you to start having sex. Yep. And you haven't been interested. I have you not have not tried interested. to jump my bones. I have not. So. so that is a clear indicator to me that you I've are been still a few on the teasing things at you. But yeah, I don't know that I'm interested in doing much of anything right now. Sprat Sheba told me that I wouldn't be interested, and I didn't believe her because I'm always interested. But uh, yeah, no, just not. It'll be cool the first time we fuck. Yeah, because I'll be able to see everything different. It's gonna be a totally new experience. But uh. Unbelievably, I am just not in the mood. Our topic today is going to be what you are in the mood for, which is mixing power exchange and polyamory. And the reason that we're going to talk about that is we indeed have quite the mix of polyamorous relationships, kink relationships, uh, peer-to-peer non-kinky vanilla-ish relationships, as well as power exchange relationships, all mixed up in our little... We do. We do. Our, our, our Nest of pods of right. tribes of whatever we want to call it. Exactly. So, and, uh, yeah, it gets a little confusing sometimes. Well, we, we, are, we are kind of on the path towards a particularly confusing relationship. True, true. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Figure that out as it goes. So taking that one day by day. And, yeah, that one's a little hard to figure out because it's so new. And I'm under the weather. So it's hard to really put the energy into it. Right now. But before we get there, the question of the day is Uh done. So you and I are pretty well engaged in the kink community, the power exchange community, the polyamory community. The leather community. Leather community. Side note, on the polyamory community, um, Lori reached out to Polly Columbus recently. And as in Lori, I 
was the creator of Polly Columbus some 15 oh, years ago. Oh, that Lori. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was pretty neat for her to see how far it's come along. And nice. it helps with the history of Polly Columbus. They can fill in some blanks now. Nice, nice. Um, you and I have been involved in that since about 2003. Mm-hmm. Which, if you do the math, is a long-ass time. Long time. Um, so there's that part. You know, we do. We are involved in the leather life in kink. We've dabbled in Swingerland, although we, we don't really hang out there much. Um, dabbled in Swingerland. We've dabbled in Sex Magic Land. We're sure. part of the Tantra community-ish, more, more of a sacred sexuality. And, so all yeah. of that, with all of that in mind, mm-hmm. we still both have vanilla lives and vanilla jobs. Mm-hmm. What, with that all in mind... Yeah. What are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Yeah. Is there something that you're worried about? Like, well, just take the question as is. Or is there any part of that that you're afraid of? Um, crossing boundaries. Go on. So um, I've had a, uh, before the surgery, I had a couple of opportunities to try something totally out there that took me by surprise, but was really, really fun. And um, my fear was crossing boundaries because I'm so open, but I have this thing about not wanting to offend people. So what boundaries are we talking about? Sex boundaries, other people's personal boundaries, things like that. Crossing boundaries. Tell me more. I'm not quite I'm not following. Do you remember the scene I was part of before the surgery? You were a part of many scenes. I know, because I wanted to get all my sex in as possible. Oh, that one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, was, yeah. I wasn't even, I was not there. It was still a great scene. It was still a great scene. So I have moments, and this is a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. I have moments of not wanting to either offend people or cross their boundaries. So, um, because what I find hot is not necessarily what somebody else finds sure. hot. Or what I'm willing to do isn't necessarily what someone else is willing to do. Mm-hmm. So, And, and that um, is actually a theme. You and I, along with Barak and Sheba, will be teaching a flirting intensive mm-hmm. at the, on uh, January 28th at the Columbus Space. Right. And that's been, that was one of your feedbacks when we first created that class was, mm-hmm. how can I flirt without offending? How do I not cross boundaries but still enjoy the fun of flirting right right so oddly enough that's one of my fears so um or uh i I don't know how to explain it figuring something out wrong Mm -hmm. but but it'll still boil down to crossing somebody's boundaries especially as we start um new relationships and things like that so okay Sometimes I just wait to figure things out because I don't want to push too sure. hard. No, no, and I really appreciate that. I recall um, presenting a class at Dark Odyssey many years ago and offending one of the participants in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in in and we're in the middle of Dark Odyssey, which this huge kink swing poly friendly oh, yeah. environment. But I still managed to. Sex positive environment. Very, very sex positive. And that person was offended. And instead of taking the perspective of, oh, they need to get over their hangups, you know, I, I felt bad for the action that I took that caused them to feel offense. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. That's, that's what I perceive from that. But isn't that a weird fear to have? But I've had it for a long time. I mean, I don't have a fear of... You would think I would have said I have a fear of being harmed because of some of the stuff that I play. 
right? Because I do some edge play. So you would mm-hmm. think I would have a fear of being harmed um, or something like that. But no, it's it's breaking boundaries. And that's really, the, really kind of interesting, right? I'm not... I mean, you and I are uh, not only have we written a book about power exchange, but we used our legal names and we put our faces on the cover of this book. Right. right. That could have been a fear. Yeah. But that wasn't the one that showed up for you. No, no. I didn't even think about that. I wouldn't say losing my job is my fear. I would hate to lose my job. I love the pay and I love all the PTO. Right. But I'm not afraid of losing my job because of the lifestyle. Right. I'm not afraid of family relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not particularly close to my parents. I'm not unclose either. There's no drama. It's just a matter of I expect them to ex- accept me as I am. Right. The kids, we've already outed ourselves to the kids. Yeah. So they've made their decision, right? I would hate for uh, calculating, say, 10 years from now for Gwen, our grandchild, to understand what, who we are and say, ew. Right. Well, I don't want anything to do with you weirdos. Yeah. Right? Um, I am less concerned about the kids doing that. If the kids were to do that, they're a loss. Right. You know? <clears throat> because they've known us long enough to know who we are as people. Well, they knew us before we got into kink and stuff. So, yeah, they knew us as people first, right? Before we got these uh, odd hobbies. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am afraid of. What's that? And uh, sharing it on the podcast... So that our enemies can figure out our vulnerabilities. Okay. Um, every once in a while, I I am afraid of again being accused of mm-hmm. either of some sexual predator behavior. Right. You know. Now, back uh, a million years ago, when you and I were delving around in the pagan community somebody accused me of being a child molester oh yeah yeah you remember that i remember i remember who it was i remember what it was about i remember yeah and it was easy for us to figure out oh you saw news story a with and thought it was a me. name like yours a name that was similar but certainly not my name and i right. could easily point out here's my picture here's my name obviously i'm not that person and they said okay you're right i was wrong and i said great how about publicly on the same uh, board board for back in the BBS days what, back on that forum why don't you also admit there that you were wrong and delete your post right they said nah I can't be bothered by that right so that was oh my god and that person even owned one of the the uh, pagan stores in town so sure. a lot of people followed him so it's not like it was a a nobody that no one would yeah. see. It was a big public board and everything. So I can see why that would be a fear, especially yeah. as hard as we work to stay transparent and to stay above board, knowing that people watch us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yep. not the only reason we stay above board, but you know what I mean. So, But the, the, on the other side of that, I don't live, I don't have, fear may be the wrong word. It might be that is a concern if I think of things that would really suck, that's what's on the list, yeah. right? But it doesn't prevent me from starting new relationships or from having, being vulnerable in those relationships. Um, where yours, I think, impacts our ability to start new relationships sometimes, right? It could. Um, I am particularly, and we go back to the whole flirting thing, I have been in the past particularly oblivious that someone's interested in me. Same here. And 
we quickly make apologies for people saying, oh, they're not really flirting with me. They're just being nice mm-hmm. because we don't want to offend them by or we don't want to come on strong to people that we're interested in. Again, right. fearing that will offend them. Yeah. So Isn't that's it? A, Yeah. That's just weird. It is. Uh, it's a good one, but I think awareness helps a lot with that. Mm-hmm. I've had to work on that a lot because I've missed some opportunities mm-hmm. because of it. So um, luckily, the people um, that I'm building relationships right now are very, uh, very clear that they're interested. Right. So, you know, I said something to Big D the other day, and he kind of thumped me on the forehead. So, you know, I said something, you're going to forget about me, you know, blah, 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 because I've been um, recovering. And he just kind of thumped me on the forehead. So he does that every now and then when I say something stupid. Yeah. And that will actually be a pretty good topic for an upcoming podcast is, you know, we often talk about you and I are both fairly sexual people. Mm -hmm. What if how strong are your relationships if you take sex away? You know, oh. and here's a situation because of a medical re- reason you have temporarily right. had sex taken away. That's only, actually a fear of mine, I guess. Go ahead. We were just talking about this recently. Yeah. Um, in that I am aware that you and I can't have a sexual relationship right now. Right. But, and we just talked about this last night, how that does not stop me from having a sexual relationship with my other partners. Right. But it's an awareness that we need to continue to find balance. Mm-hmm. And that just happens to be an area right now, due to a medical reason, you are, we've decided that not to push that. Right. So that's kind of interesting, though, that, to recognize that. So that would be a great topic for a future podcast. It would. Coming back to this one. One of the reasons, one of the ways I'm getting over the fear of offending, and, the, and part of it is that whole... And maybe this needs to be its own podcast topic as well, right? But the last two relationships I've started have both been, well, that's not really the kind of relationship that's likely to work for me. Um, Either because of time or the way the person identifies. And that was certainly true with Kat, who, by the way, hates the name that we made, Meowface. And much prefers, she says, please, just use Kat. So the relationship I started with her certainly did not seem like one that was going to work out. And then suddenly it's been two years. Right. And that's really helped with the new relationship in that it's much more of a, let's see what happens. This is interesting. Versus trying to look a month or five months in the future and say, oh, well, then we won't have enough time. And they'll want this and they'll want that. And both of us have screwed up relationships before because of that. Because we didn't Mm -hmm. think we had enough time. We couldn't figure out what box to put it in to to make it work or whatever. So, And then we have an even newer relationship that, that both you and I are starting that it is very much a... Let's just go with the flow and see what happens. Right. Uh, because it's very different than anything we've tried before. And, and we'll probably talk about that as we get to our topic because yeah. that's really one of the areas that it impacts. Yep. Uh, so that's, there's our question of the day. Um, if you have it, any fears to contribute. Well, thank you. Well I, done. Good segue. Good segue. So I would actually like to hear about that because that would um, you know, create some good topics to talk about. And I'm sure people do have fears. So, and if you're willing to um, open up and share with us so that we can talk about it on the podcast, you can do that by writing us at Dan and Dawn 
at eroticawakening.com. Or just use the, the comment form on the website at eroticawakening.com. So, or FetLife. A lot of people have been writing us through FetLife. Um, erotic Awakening, two words, look for the owners, and that's us. Other ways to contact us as well, as well as where we will be presenting, like Poly Living or Kinky College. Past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at eroticawakening.com. Awesome. So do you have random sex questions again? We do have some random sex questions before we get to our actual topic. Maybe that'll put me in the mood. Well, let's find out. Dawn. <laughs> Uh-oh. Have you ever... Or do you want to have a threesome, or foursome, or moresome? I have definitely had some threesomes. So I've definitely had some threesomes. Some have involved you, some haven't. One hasn't. Uh, most have involved you. Have I ever had a foursome? We yes. Had a foursome? Yes. Our first relationship, when we dated the lesbian couple, mm-hmm. that was a foursome. Yep. Can you think of more? No, that's the one that came to my mind. Okay. So, and more sums. We've not had more sums. Mm, no. No, we're not really big for the... Uh, we've been in orgy-ish situations, situations but, but we've not... That's not really been our thing. No, and that's more for safety. So, health safety, I guess. It's just hard to figure out how to do that and, and keep all the safer sex well, practices. the funny thing is... Yeah? Our pod of fluid bonded partners at this point is big enough we could have a hell of a orgy we could we could it's just i don't think everybody's interested i don't think anyone is interested me yes you all, we actually you and we know some people that we would be interested absolutely in. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh but not everybody else is Yes. So, uh, yes, I also have been in threesomes. Have I been? I don't think I've been in a threesome that you were not involved in. I assume that is correct? I think so. I can't think of any. Well, that's bullshit. So when I had the two girls... The funny thing is, I'm not sure of any relationship that I am currently in that anyone would dig a threesome, with the exception of you. Yeah. So, and I know at least two of my relationships are perfectly fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any sex toys? Question, the next question. Any sex toys? I have a whole closet full of sex toys. We go through every six months or whatever and get rid of some of the sex toys. We have so many. Do you um, have any homemade sex toys or regular objects that act as a sex toy? Um, regular objects that act as sex toys, like clothespins. Clothespins are certainly one. Sure. Um, hairbrushes, things like certainly. that. Because I consider implements and kink stuff, I consider all that sex toys, too. Sure. Um, we have the knife and fork that I keep in my toy bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Sensation play. Yep. Wooden spoons, of course. Bananas. You have used bananas on people. Uh, and not insertables. Not insertables. Yeah, you haven't inserted them. So... Uh, we have used fruits and vegetables, which were inserted. I found those pictures recently, too. <laughs> I did. I just went through 2,000 pictures on our laptop and organized them, and I found the veggie pictures. But I can't think of anything else in our toy box right now that's either, a. you know, when I think homemade, not made by one of our local artisans, mm-hmm. but something that we've put together, or a, a pervertible, other than the stuff that you mentioned. Yeah, I can't think of anything we've made. Can a dildo 
feel as good as a penis? Assuming the person with the penis is good at what they do. Um, not usually. Not usually. I do have one glass dildo that is built like a tentacle that if I use it just right, it's borderline of feeling just as good. So just sensation wise, Mm -hmm. but I would much rather have the real thing. Much rather. I like the whole body to body experience. Uh So I have have no view on this question. (laughs) No experience with dildos, eh? No, not on receiving receiving dildos. (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, but you do have a little experience with vibrators, like laying between us. Sure, Uh, but that's not. That's really not normal. Apply to the question. No, it doesn't. And it's not something we normally do. I bet I can think of twice in 17 and years. For me, it's never particularly worked. Yeah. I mean, the vibration thing just doesn't work on my, my junk. Yeah. Well, doesn't, it doesn't work. Believe it or not, it doesn't work that great on mine. I believe it. I take the batteries out. Favorite sex position? Ooh. I'm not too picky. <laughs> I love doggy style. Mm-hmm. Um... There's just more depth with doggy style. But I like missionary because it's eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Right? I like the sideways one mm-hmm. where I'm on my... How is it? Am I you on picture my side or on my and back? I, and the male falls off to the side. So they both yes. kind of like roll to your side. Yes. Because that is very different. That is a very different angle that mm-hmm. I happen to like. So... Yeah, it, it all works. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to answer that question again now that your body shape is somewhat different. Oh, my body shape is really different. So I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm not interested in sex right now, but I'm very interested in what it's going to be like when mm-hmm. I am interested. Mm-hmm. So because everything is shaped so different right now. I, it's interesting that my favorite position is not one that you just listed. Really? I have become quite fond of girl on top while I lay on my back. Oh, yeah. That yeah. way. We've when, done that a few times. Absolutely. And that way, when we're done, I can just close my eyes close and go to sleep. It's, sleep. I'm already in the sleeping position. Uh, I also find that I have, I last longer in that position, um, which makes it more enjoyable for me. I like doggy style sometimes to wrap up, if we're going to wrap up, wrap some BDSM type stuff into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess all of them are fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one last one before we move in. Move on, I should say. Um, let's do this one. What is your most embarrassing consensual sexual experience? Embarrassing? Yep. Embarrassing consensual sexual experience. I got one. You got one? Well, you go first while I'm trying to I was to think. making out with a girl. Many, many years ago, and we were dry humping, and we had gone to the house to have to fuck. Mm-hmm. And we started off dry humping, and I came via dry humping and had to make up some dumbass excuse to leave the house. You know, that I, I would really, you know, I changed my mind. I didn't want to do it tonight. Right, right. I didn't right. want to admit that I'd come from dry humping. Wow, that's hot, though. Here's the funny part of that story, which I don't know if you know that story or not. Mm-mm. As it happens, uh, and this is not funny at all. Uh, she ended up her the other guy she was seeing at that time. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah, the the other guy she was seeing at the time had got AIDS. Right now, we moved recently. I mean, we moved right after that. I moved out of that town, so I don't know if she ever came ended up testing positive for AIDS. But it was certainly an interesting 
had things gone as I planned, right. my life might be very different. Very today. different. I remember that. That was many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. So, wow. But embarrassing. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever fallen off of a table. <laughs> if I've ever... Um, I don't know. Probably the only thing that comes to mind is being fucked on my desk and my back sticking to it. And when I peeled my back off of it, it sounded like a fart. <laughs> you know, so little things like that. So, but I can't think of. Okay. Well, that's a good one. So a lot of public stuff. All right. Let's get or... into our topic of the day. Uh, first, I will mention we have one new subscriber to the newsletter. Someone named Kaya from <laughs> here in the Columbus, Ohio. Nice. Nice. We do. We do. So, awesome. All right. So, the uh, topic of the day comes from a person who wrote in to the... Actually, they wrote me personally via the FetLife. So, I said, hey... And I gave them the best answer I could at that time, but I thought I'd like to share it on the podcast as well. And they said they did not mind. So, Don, let's take a quick look at our current relationship structure. I'm sure we'll mix it up. We'll miss a little bit. Oh, my God. Okay. So, no offense if we miss somebody or... Get something wrong because it's pretty huge. Yeah. And it's actually kind of because we're not drawing it. So, and it's actually kind of neat when um, I go to do the poly panel at OSU, and you've been on that panel before too. Mm-hmm. And um, we start drawing it on the chalkboard, and the students in the class are like, oh my God, you know, sort of thing. So, and ours, we're certainly not the biggest poly oh, pod in not. the world or anything like that. Uh, but these are relationships. Uh, we have some relationships that are we consider significant mm-hmm. um and i don't think it's as big as you think it is no i think once it starts getting drawn and but um, this is because we're doing all the the, the metamors the metamor- and all the, those branches yeah. right so just you and i okay there's I, me and you yep i date uh k i don't know if, oh yeah we have yeah karen's been on the podcast okay yeah I, I date Karen, and that is a, a peer-peer or vanilla relationship. There's no kink, no power exchange. Would you consider that dating or a relationship? A relationship. Yeah. I, I am can, seeing. Right. Uh, and obviously, we live the same house. We share a significant other. And it's, Right. It's been 10 years. So. I have a significant other named Karen. That's a peer vanilla relationship. Mm-hmm. I have a peer relationship with Kat of two years but there is, there's no power exchange, but there is some DS and a lot of BDSM in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I am in a relationship of some sort. I wouldn't call it dating. Mm-hmm. We're still building what that is. Right. With Kaya, who is uh, my submissive mm-hmm. in a power exchange and sexual relationship. Okay. So okay. there's three. And you. And me. My 24-7 slave of 18 years. Right. As well as wife, sexual, and power exchange relationship. Yes. Cool. So you've got... Four. Four. Yes. Sorry, my brain just fried. No, I mean, that's quite the... I had somebody reach out to me recently that I've been talking with. They're like, four people? How do you do that? And I would be honest and say, I don't know. I feel like I've got enough time, and I feel like everybody's being treated well. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least expectation. Expectations, sort of yeah. Because not yeah. everybody gets the same amount of time. Absolutely. Kat would love to have more time. Uh, Kai would love to have more time, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen, I would think, would love to have more time, but she's also got her own NRE in a new area. yeah. Which um, involves country music. So uh, more power to her. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. That's why polyamory is so great. Right. I don't have to know who Garth Brooks is. Right. Or go to his concert. Exactly. So you. Me. I've got um, you, obviously, 18 years, uh, 24-7 master-slave power exchange relationship and mm-hmm. sexual and um, just life partner. I have a peer-to-peer relationship with Big D for three and a half years now. Um Again, peer-to-peer during the day, definitely kinky at night. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. He would not, it was actually kind of funny because if I ever served him a cup of coffee or something, he would be like, uh, yeah, no. So, um, yet, when he was over here for New Year's Eve and I went to get up off the couch, he had a very domineering voice of, no, you won't. What do you need? And I stuck my tongue out at him, and he gave me that look of, what'd you just do? And it's like, okay, this is a different environment for me because this is not what we do, right? right? You know, we're usually playful with this part, but he was determined I was not getting up off that couch. So that was that was a little weird, but um, very rare. And then, I don't know what to call her because you just used one name. Mm-hmm. I use a different name with her. Mm-hmm. So um, we are still building... Whatever that is. So it's, uh, at the moment, it's peer-to-peer during the day mm-hmm. and kinky when we get together to play. Mm-hmm. So not exactly sure where that's going. Right. So, and then I guess that's it for the moment. I mean, that's all I got time for. <laughs> you know, I don't get to see Big D enough as it is. I don't get to see the new person enough as it is. So, and we really thought we'd be able to see each other a lot while I was recuperating. Right. And she's been sick. So, yeah. So, so really. It's been weird. Do you, so the, the question is, how do the power exchange relationship, so that the person wrote in and said, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship with somebody and that person is in a relationship with somebody else and just accepted a collar from them. Ooh, yeah. And they suggest that they want to have more of that with me as well. But um, I guess really what I want to talk about is how do the power exchange and the non-power exchange still all big bottle of polyamory. Right. You know, what's the problems there? What are the conflicts? Um, Um, I mean, one of the, and the obvious one that comes to mind, right? Back when I had Slave Bat, Slave Bat started a new relationship and one of the things she had to explain to this new relationship person was, this guy over here is my master. He gets to have a uh, final say over our relationship. Mm-hmm. And the other person's like, well, they're nobody to me. But Slave Bat says, I get that, but they are my master. Right. And that's part of the package deal in starting a relationship with me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really neat to go from that to where Karen has this new relationship and she's spending a great amount of time with this new person and she hasn't asked my damn permission once. Right. Now, she's been very respectful, but it's respectful of a, of a peer that says, I'm going to go spend time with the new guy. Are you okay? How can I make that easier for you? Right. Can you let the dog out? Right. Uh, but it's not a, sir, may I? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's a little... To go from the, you know, it's a little jarring, I guess. One of the things that strikes me is in the power exchange, it makes poly a little easier 
because there's always a connection to the... For example, when you go see Big D, mm-hmm. I've never influenced that relationship. Right. But I can. You can. And that makes me feel part of it. Right. In a weird kind of way. No, I get it. And it's funny because when I start dating someone new, I'm very upfront. That you are my master, you get final say, you're able to pull the plug if you want to. You never have. And it would have to be something super extreme for you to do that, I think, because your ego is pretty pretty stable and you don't worry too much but if it was something about my safety or whatever Mm -hmm. that you are absolutely allowed to pull the cord so it has to um or pull the plug so you know think about it that has to be a very strong person that's willing to date me you know they've got to be on their p's and q's so to some extent because they know they're being watched and how about and that's great yeah absolutely and how about um where I've started this new power exchange relationship with Kaya, mm-hmm. and she's got to go out, you know, reach out to her husband right. and say, I'm in this new relationship where I've given power over to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've, I've not done a good job of being a steward of that uh, relationship with her husband to reach out to him and say, look, you know, are there any questions that you have? Now, I made it very clear to hear that I, to her, that I cherish their relationship, right? Right. That it is not... Of any value in a power for the power exchange that she and I have for me to get in the way of her relationship with her husband. It's already right. a healthy relationship. Interesting though, if it was not a healthy relationship, you know, I would feel more invested into saying, huh, hmm, huh. Right. The key there becomes is it because I am taking I am being a good steward of the relationship or because my own ego, I want more. I want control. Yeah. You know. I don't know. You have to keep an eye on that. Right? So just like as um, your slave, I have to keep an eye on not thinking you're going to bail me out of everything. Hmm. Right? So I have to make really good decisions myself of who I date Mm -hmm. and what I do and things like that. Because, um, well, like you showed me with the last boyfriend, you're not going to bail me out because (laughs) sometimes you want me to learn a lesson. I wasn't in harm's way, but I wasn't in a healthy relationship either. Right. So, but you were watching, and but I had to make choices. So. Yeah, towards the end there, mm-hmm. when you decided to get out of that relationship, had you not decided to get out of that relationship, yeah, um, then I may have felt the need to act. To pull the master card? Yeah. Um, and a lot of poly people find that one a little bit of a challenge. You know, it's that whole, well, we don't believe you shouldn't have a veto rule. Right. Right? Uh, but in the... Power exchange dynamic, there certainly is. I am absolutely in charge of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that means, that absolutely means I get to tell you who to not date. Um, it also means I can tell you who to date, True. but that's just a little less valuable. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no, I mean, I think that I, I retold you to reach out to Big D. Mm-hmm. Well, but the only reason you told me to is because you knew I was looking yeah. for options. I was getting frustrated at not finding someone to be able to date. And there was actually someone I was thought I might be interested in, Polly Columbus. He was a new person, but just listening to what his hobbies were and what his thoughts were, you know, I thought I was interested in him. He never showed up again. No one had his contact info. And I got really frustrated. And you're like, well, what about Big D? Which is not what he goes by. But, um, and I was like, oh, okay. And thought about it. And then, yeah, absolutely reached out. 
yeah. to him. So it's not like you told me I had to. Right. It no, was no, an no, option. but I did tell you to, you know, yep. th- about the option. Yeah. Um, and with the new relationship that you're cultivating and how, what direction it takes, I don't know what my preference is, mm-hmm. kind of, but I really don't have a preference. I want you to make your own way on that. Uh, especially if you were to get involved in a power exchange relationship, that's got to come from you, right? Not from me telling you to do it. Now, there's granted there, there that that's different from me saying in this situation you will serve this person. I've certainly done that to you before, absolutely. But that's very different from I want you to build an emotion. As we've often said, you can't give somebody either a command or a boundary to feel or not feel. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship style that allows people to hook up with other people, regardless of how you mean that, then the emotional bond will build like it does. Right. Uh, and that's one of the poly things we've had to get over is it's nice to know, well, where's this relationship going? And the reality is, I don't know. Right. You know, where's the, your new relationship going? Well, you don't know yet. I have it's, no clue. Right. I know what's fun. You know, yeah. and I know it's interesting to be building it and stuff and to spend time with them and things like that. But I have no clue at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, so it is it is interesting to have the poly and the power exchange. And, you know, it's actually kind of weird when we mention that we're power exchange in a poly atmosphere or a poly event or something like that. Because it does mean you have veto. Yeah. It does mean I don't have autonomy. I think is the word they use. I've got some, but not completely, right? Sure. And a lot of the poly environment is all about self-autonomy. I think I'm using the word right. And self-decisions. Sure, sure. And, you know, and things like that. And for us, I'm just not interested. I like the power exchange relationship we have. Is power exchange polyamory the opposite of relationship anarchy? Ooh. I don't know about the opposite, but I think it's pretty damn close because we have rules. And my understanding is, is relationship anarchy doesn't have rules. Well, it's not only do we have rules, which is certainly part of it, but we have a we. We have a we and we have a hierarchy. And and a very clearly defined hierarchy Mm -hmm. and a very clearly defined roles and responsibilities. Right. Uh, which feels like that would fly in the face of your common relationship anarchy. Now, we don't... That leads us into the dangerous ground of trying to define relationship anarchy, which we will not do. Right, which we... Yeah, we're, yeah we won't do I find that. it fascinating, but I don't get it. Yeah. Um, more than... Uh, well, again, we'll, need, we'll bring in the experts to, to find right, that Right, right. Um, we only know what we know from the outside. So how do you... What would you suggest to somebody that is in a peer-to-peer relationship where one of them is beginning a power exchange relationship, what would you recommend to, the, to their partner? Okay, you might have to draw that one for me. Sure. So let's say, let's say I have a peer-to-peer with Big D. Yes. And he wants to start a power exchange relationship with someone else. Well, that's a little too personal for Okay, I, thank you, because my belly yes. just did a flip-flop. I don't no, know, this know is that I like that. Our friends, <laughs> and I'll, I'm making up names here, our friends Bob and Sue. Okay. Bob and Sue are in a peer-to-peer relationship, and Bob is going to become the submissive of Lady X. Okay. Right? Power, full-time power exchange relationship. Right. Sue is cool with that because she wants to support Bob. His life self-authentic, path. Right. find out who he is. Right. But 
what would you suggest? What what advice would you give Sue? What does she need to know to help her with that transition or oh, with that? Right. See, that's a hard one because I've never been in that situation before. Mm-hmm. So, but um, basically, just to keep an open mind, um, do what she needs to do to take care of herself. If she needs to talk to other people that are in power exchange relationships or find other people that are in this sort of scenario, that's the best thing is to find people that are in this scenario or have been through it before. Um, to keep her ego in reign, ego has a lot, of, a lot of stuff to do with this. So if you let the ego out and about and in charge, you may start taking it personally right. that they're not finding what they want with you and they're finding it with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that's a big one, mm-hmm. right? If I was enough. Right. And that's, that's why the challenge is that the original person that wrote in that said, you know, now uh, Bob will come back to Sue perhaps and say, gee, I, I wish you would be a little more of a domineering in the sack. Right. Or Sue might try to create that to, so that Bob has the same thing with her. Right. And that's probably not her authentic self. Yeah. So she's not going to be happy. So, you know, you have to... I don't know about have to, but, you know, it's going to be easier if you can just let it go, go with the flow, see what happens. Don't take it personally, you know, and uh, see what happens. You know, um, one of the things that that sparked for me when you're saying that, one of the things I would recommend to Sue is that she has to stay true to herself. Yes. Be her authentic self. Don't start. She can try new things. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But don't modify who you are to help Bob meet some goal, right? right? Because polyamory allows, you don't have to modify yourself, support his new relationship, and he can express that part of himself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to modify who you are. But what I would really recommend to Sue, now that I think about it, go talk to Karen. Because yeah. Karen's had to deal with that 19,000 times in as some... As you build As your... I start... Oh, by the way, Karen, I have a new slave that I'm going to put a collar on, mm-hmm. right? Um, so she has to deal with that. I mean, I don't put that many nukes three times, I think counting. Yeah. Three times or so, but she certainly had to deal with it and understanding it's a, it's a different relationship, but it's a mm-hmm. significant relationship. And doesn't mean that I want anything different with Karen. Right. But I do have needs that she does not fulfill. I have an aspect of myself that she does not fulfill. Right. And for us, it was the flip the coin. Yeah. We were power exchange, and you went and looked for... You didn't look for a vanilla relationship. It came along. But still, you invested yeah. in that vanilla relationship. And um, so for me to get to the point where I didn't take it personally, thinking you didn't want a power exchange relationship anymore, and try to shift it into vanilla, because I can tell you I tried that a couple of times, and it's just not me, yeah. thinking that's what you wanted. And it was painful. Mm-hmm. So not to be your authentic self. So, yeah. And then the other thing we could recommend to Sue is if she's not that familiar with power exchange, what is it? If what her perspective of power exchange comes from Fifty Shades of Grey, right, then, right. you know, hopefully someone will lead her to a book about authentic power exchange like Living MS, mm-hmm. which is a book you and I wrote about authentic, healthy power exchange relationships and what they're really like versus that. Uh, oh, I don't want to call bullshit and made up Hollywood fluff crap, <laughs> but I will call right. it that. Um, so that would be what I would suggest. So there mm-hmm. we go. That's that's our view on. Obviously, they all work together. Just like I want to date a person that's a 
very involved in the ecology and a vegetarian. And one of my other partners is a... Avid meat eater. Avid meat eater, <laughs> hunter, uh, that likes to blow things up. Right. Or whatever, you know, some extremes. It doesn't mean um, that either one is a good or bad path. Right. Right. It's just the joy of polyamory. And you and I have actually taught a class... Uh, I forget what it's... I think it's called Master, a Master, a Slave, and a Vanilla Girl Moves In. Right, right. Which is about exactly this situation. And I was stunned to have a room full of people that were in that configuration of some sort. Right. And wanted to participate in that class. Right. Or there were two Vanillas, and one was starting the power exchange relationship. But they were hoping they could flip some of what we were talking about yeah to work with their with their dynamic so yep. but yeah that was a packed class so as people try poly i actually know fewer people that are pure power exchange poly where everybody's in the power exchange relationship i know a few there's a a triad in edmonton mm-hmm. that does uh shoot, i can't think of his name i can picture him and them the two girls as clear as day, and he still writes me sometimes up in Edmonton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, as far as I know, they still got a great relationship, and it's all power exchange. Mist I want to say Wolf Knights. is in it. Knights. Knights Knight is in Mist. it. Yes. Yes. So, and, um, so like I said, the last I heard, they had a fabulous yeah. power exchange relationship, the three of them. But um, I don't know too many more, and we're in the power exchange community. Sure, sure. Where it's a poly configuration but it's all power exchange uh sure sure but there are there's got to be i mean there's got to be and it's probably just that i've got anesthesia brain and i'm not thinking (laughs) too too clearly but um but there is all kinds of um configurations even in poly columbus where a couple would be power exchange but the people they bring in are peer-to-peer and you know things like that i can think of a few absolutely so there you go there's all kinds of arrangements. So, cool. All right. Well, we did the subscribers, but I also have people still sending me tentacle links. Thank you, guys. Um, we've got Ohio Hedgehog sent me tentacle tacos and a tentacle pie. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, also another naughty tentacle pick, which I liked the most. <laughs> and um, Modernella from FET also sent me a link to tentacle rings. Rings for your fingers? Rings for my fingers. Well, Maybe for my toes. <laughs> oh, my God. What were we just watching where it was like a so tentacle So many tentacles. Um, Rogue One. Rogue One. Yes, the new Star Wars movie. So yes. many tentacle beasts. In so that. many tentacle beasts. And, yeah, I had to keep from uh, moaning out loud. So. And, and, by the way, although it's got nothing to do with this podcast, what a great movie. So it was. It was actually really good. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention is Kayubi. Um Kayubi, Kayubai, I know he's told me how to pronounce it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm afraid I'm getting it wrong. But um, he hears me complain about my healing, and um, he told me to, to slow down, you know, to not to rush the healing. Mm-hmm. And I told him it was hard, and then he suggested that I come up with a list of 10 things that I want to do when I'm fully healed. Now, I've got a 101 list mm-hmm. of goals, and I've got the naughty list of probably about 40 things. But um, I think he's right. I think coming up with a list of specific things that I can't do now, but when I heal, I could. So might shift my focus a little bit from just being frustrated that I'm not healed yet. And get you over your cabin fever. Yes, because I do have some cabin fever. 
Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. The song you are currently listening to is Wim. And our official EA twatter is still Reverend Danny Smite. The person we've seen most recently is MD Sub. And it is. I saw her just last night. So I, I saw a lot of people last night at the space party. So, yeah. Great party. Yep. The current sender of tentacles is Ohio Hedgehog and Modernella. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer. The only way that changes is if someone else sends us a comic book, a naughty comic book. And the official food that goes on boobs is Sea Creatures and Caramel. Thank you, TR0608 and S. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. <laughs>